and welcome to episode 24 of Creative Waffle. Today I'm chatting to Belgian designer Christoph de Peltzmacher. How are you today, Christoph? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. It's nice and warm over here. Um, <laughs> so the first question I have for you is what is your favourite logo and why? My favourite logo? Um, well, I have a lot of favourite logos. It, it's hard to tell. Um, but the, the the logo I... I enjoy um, is the Nike logo. It's very simple. It's recognizable, but also the story behind it is very interesting. I don't know if you know the story behind uh, the, the Nike logo. No, explain. I'll explain it. Ah. <laughs> well, it's it, it's a nice story, actually, because um, I, I'm not sure of the name of the designer, but the logo was um, just drawn on a piece of paper. Uh, I think it was like that. And the boss from Nike uh, wasn't um, convinced about the logo. So he had to think about it, but he still wasn't convinced. And because of the lack of um, a good logo, he decided to work with the logo. And when he used the logo, he, he noticed that the logo was very uh, usable on clothes and shoes, etc. Um, so... They they worked the logo out, and the funny part is that the logo at that moment was only sold for fifteen dollars. Um, and yeah, they they noticed that the logo turned out to be very recognize very recognizable. That's very uh, distinctive. And um, I don't know when it was, but a few uh, years back from now. Uh, they rewarded the designer with um, yeah, a certain amount of uh, shares, uh, stocks. Yeah. Um, and also they gave her, I don't know, some some diamonds or something like that. I don't know. It's, but it's, it's a very nice story um, because, yeah, the owner of the company didn't like the logo before. But when he started using it, they recognized it that, that it was actually a very good logo. Um, so... Yeah, I think that's that's a nice story. Nice, yeah, <laughs> especially nice story. for especially for such a big brand. Um, so yeah, I think it's nice. Definitely, I mean, the story. I didn't realize that the owner didn't originally like it. That, that's quite cool, quite a cool thing. And now, yeah. now it's turned into this this huge icon that everyone recognizes. Uh, mm, yeah, of course. <laughs> obviously, with a huge brand behind it as well, it's it's yeah very impactful, and I'm sure it's probably one of the most recognized logos in the world. So yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. Nice. Um, so, where do you go to when researching design? What's your number one place? If I research design right now, yeah, um, where would you go? Well, for for especially the uh, graphic design in general, or just purely logo design, or it's up to you. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, for logos, I prefer to look uh, at books. Into books, I have quite a few books on logos. Um, but graphic design in general, I don't have really one source that I'm uh, searching for, that I'm looking at. But of course, the internet, um, it's there, so you, you can better use it wisely. Um, there are a lot of nice projects on Behance, but also um, yeah, in the outer world, from pictures, uh, from other companies, um, old signs, um, there is inspiration in everything so I, I don't really recommend one thing I just recommend 
keeping your eyes open for pretty things, but also for ugly things. Um, the reason for that is if you take a look at things that you don't like or that you see that could be uh, that should be different or that don't work, you can take a look at it and ask yourself why it doesn't work. So you can learn from the good things, but you can, of course, also learn from the bad things. That's really nice. That's a really nice saying. Like taking something that <laughs> does look horrible and and yeah, realizing what you can do better and maybe even yeah. proposing proposing a better logo to that person. Mm -hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. um, what's your most used font? Um, well, at this point, it's the font Gotham. Cool. Yeah, it's very nice. <laughs> very slick. Yeah, it's it's a very nice font. Um, it's it's yeah, it has nice shapes. Uh, very recognizable, the bold font, uh, the bold uh, type um, is beautiful. I like the bold type. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a very, very, um, what do I have to say? Um, you, can, you can do a lot with it. You have the light versions, medium, regular, bold, book, uh, black, ultra, black, uh, everything is there. Mm. So it's very versatile. Brilliant. Yeah, it's, yeah as you say, it's a lovely font. Um, when did you get first get into design? When did you first realize that you wanted to be a designer? Um, cool. Well, I, I would say if I was um, 13 or something like that, I played a game online, uh, a soccer or football game, um, depending on from which country you are. <laughs> In England, it's probably called football uh, game. Uh, online and um, you could design uh, a logo or you could put a logo on your uh, football club nice. uh, its own page so it, it started from there actually um, I, I enjoyed designing those logos they weren't good but I did it anyway um, so it started with that actually and when I was 17 or 18 um, I knew that, that I wanted to be or that I wanted to do something with design. Um, I didn't want to study languages or science anymore. Yeah. Um, so then it really became um, specific and I started to look at uh, design schools and uh, um, that's how I entered a design school and well, here I am now. <laughs> Football. Football is an amazing thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you support? Uh, in Belgium, it's uh, RSA Anderlecht, cool. and uh, worldwide, well, I, I enjoy quite a few uh, teams. I like uh, Real Madrid, Chelsea, uh, but I also like Atletico Madrid, so yeah. I know there is a lot of um, rivalry, it's called like that, between Real and Atletico, but it's just the, the players, they, they have nice players, so I support uh, teams that have good players. Um, so yeah, there are quite a few. I also enjoy uh, Juventus. Um, yeah, the the bigger teams. <laughs> yeah, 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 fair enough. Uh, cool. Back on to design. Um, who's your design idol? Who do you look up to the most? Oh, um, I've never looked up at people actually, but if I have to pick one of my favorite designers, it would be um, Michael Beirut and also... Um, I think he's called Bruno Urbele. It's a German designer. Um, he has a more um, clean and minimalistic uh, way of working. 
but it, it's very nice and also the variety of his projects he designed the uh, for example he designed the um the offices from uh, adidas in germany i think I'm not sure um but he also does regular uh, yeah graphic design like books etc so he's a good designer and yeah michael beirut he's more known um he's also more into branding uh, as i am so yeah i, I like the work of pentagram which he um yeah he's, he's he's a member of pentagram so yeah i enjoy their work yeah that's obviously biggest design company in the world yeah amazing work and, uh, <laughs> yeah. did you see his talk on on logos and the Nike logo specifically um they talked about the swastika and uh, as a, a, a nice logo but obviously bad mm -hmm. connotations do you see that video on youtube i'll send you a link if you haven't um i'm not sure i saw a video once from him but i'm not sure if he talked about uh that um, um but you can send me the link i would love to, to take a look at it but i i I've seen one and I know I liked it very much, but <laughs> maybe he made a second one. Let's hope he made a second one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very knowledgeable guy. Um, looks at things in a completely different way. And it's, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, indeed. What's, what's the most valuable design book you've ever read? Um, well, it's not really a design book. It's a book on branding and it's called How Brands Grow from Byron Shaw. And uh, the reason why I think it's very valuable or, or why it's a very good book, it's because it's it's quite an old book. I think it's it's written in, in oh, I don't know, let's say 1990. I don't know, it could be uh, earlier or later. I don't know, but it's, it's a rather old book. But the theories he's explaining um, are still working today. And he, one, one of the chapters that I enjoy, enjoyed the most in this book was where he explains the difference between differentiation and distinctiveness. Now, this is, you know, this, this is kind of theoretical, but it's very interesting because a lot of companies and brands try to, uh, or they think that they need to be different. They think, well, if company A is selling, I don't know, um, pens, um, they think, well, I cannot sell pens uh, as well because that company is already selling it. But the um, the yeah, it's not really a trick. But the the importance lays in being distinctive. There are a lot of companies that do the same. There are a lot of companies that fail, but there is only one or two companies in the big pool of group that's doing the same. That succeed in what they do and that's because they are distinctive so it's 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 just a stupid example but if you have a certain industry that has a lot of blue in its visual identities and a lot of blue logos it's easy to um distinctive uh yeah to, to make yourself distinctive in a visual way because if everyone is doing blue you should be the one that uses, for example, pink, um, because that will create that extra distinctive element, and that gives you already, um, yeah, an, a little extra, if I can call it like that. That's that's a great point. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking when you were talking about that, I was, talking, I was thinking about supermarkets, but over here they're, they're mm -hmm. all quite, 
they're, they're all quite different, but they have either green, orange, or blue. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's all, yeah, if someone did, actually, that's a because mm-hmm. they have Morrison's, which is yellow. I don't know. But, <laughs> but Self- <laughs> yeah, Selfridges is a good example. Them. They own the colour of yellow, pretty much. So Selfridges, mm-hmm. obviously, being a huge store, um, as well as, you know, the brand name and their history. But, yeah, the yellow, every time I think of Selfridges, I just think yellow straight away. Not the product. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, but yeah, great point. Um, I have to read that book. I have to. It's, it's yeah, <laughs> I'll send you a link to it <laughs> to make it a bit easier. Yeah, thank you. Um, what's your number one logo design tip? My number one logo design tip. Um, well, there are a lot of things that I could think of, but the number one tip should be to keep your logo as simple as possible. Um, it's something that you see a lot with beginning designers or, or with, with young designers. They have multiple IDs that they want to integrate into uh, one symbol that should be recognizable at the size of your um, fingernail. So <laughs> it should be very uh, recogni- recognizable at a very small scale. But there. Oh, you see sometimes that people try to implement like three or four or five ex- aspects from a company into one logo, but you should just pick one, which should be, of course, the most important uh, thing. And you should start creating a logo around that. And um, if it's not possible to um, pick one, you should try to create a logo that um, that. Uh, gives you a certain, gives you the feeling that the company wants to communicate. So, for example, Coca-Cola, well, they could have made the, um, I don't know, a bottle as a logo, um, but Coca-Cola is, is more than just a bottle. They started on yeah, doing the, the big bottles, the small bottles, the cans. So, as a designer, you should think, you can think like, okay, so I have to implement a big bottle, small bottle, I can into the logo. Mm. That they ditched that very wisely, <laughs> or yeah. they even didn't thought about it. I don't know, but they just created a logo that um, visualizes the uh, the emotion that Coca Cola wants to uh, communicate towards the audience. And well, it's uh, it's also a very nice logo, and probably also one of my favorites. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that is I think my. Um, largest or my number one tip to keep your logo very simple that's a yeah, great tip do you do you think that coca-cola the, the actual bottle um shape mm-hmm. do you think that is like a sub logo for them um well it, it depends on on how you define a sub logo the yeah, the okay. bottle is a very distinctive um element mm. um so it it surely helps them to um, yeah, become extra recognizable because when they use the bottle in, in the commercials, they always use the same bottle. It's always the yeah. big uh, 33 centiliters bottle. I don't know if you can get them in or if you can buy them in, uh, in England, but in Belgium you cannot get them. Um, but still in Belgium they uh, create ads with that uh, typical bottle because it has the typical shape. So mm. I wouldn't... Um, I wouldn't say it's a sub logo, but more an icon that is yeah. 
yeah, very hard related with the brand and they use it very wisely in their communication. Perfectly summed up. So where can people <laughs> find you on the internet? Where, where, give yourself a bit of a plug. Sorry? Where can people find you on the internet? Where? How can people get in touch and say hello? <laughs> um, well, it depends on, on your interest. Um, you, you found me by my um, logo channel, logo books channel on YouTube. Yeah. But I also have a second uh, channel, which is more uh, on strategic ideas about branding. So that isn't very, yeah, it's also design related, but it's more theory and strategy related. So if you would like to find me on YouTube for the strategic part, you could look, you could look up CDP, that's spelled C-E-D-E-P-E, -E -E, uh, Growing Brands, or just uh, logo books, but I have... I don't have a lot of followers yet, so I'm not sure if you can find me on uh, with the name Logo Books. Um, but I also have a website, it's maybe easier <laughs> to find me. That's uh, www.cdp.be. Uh, and yeah, I have also an Instagram account, etc. But that's um, you, you can find the links in, in uh, my website or just yeah, ask me some questions on my uh, personal Facebook account. So there are quite a few uh, ways to find me. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. Christoph is an awesome person. I love chatting to him. I've actually done a few other videos with him. You can go and check them out on the Blue Deer Design YouTube channel. Well, some of them are podcasts as well, so you might be able to find them on this stream. And we'll also have another one coming out this Thursday, Thursday the 27th of July 2017. If you're in the future, then this uh, is already out and you can go and check it out on iTunes and YouTube. It is about the ultimate logo and the meaning um, behind logos and symbols and what, what is the actual definition of a logo. So yeah, go and check that out. Also go and check out Logo Books, uh, the YouTube channel that Christoph founded. He talks about different logo books and reviews them. Uh, I actually always wanted a YouTube channel like this. I probably should do that myself, but it's a, it's a great idea. And I'm glad Christoph is here to help. So go and check out Logo Books on YouTube and Facebook. Whilst you're on the internet, you can check out bluedeer.design, the hub of the Creative Waffle podcast. I will be putting show notes up very soon on the, on the Blue Deer Design blog. The website is set to change before the end of the week. So look out for that. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast, and I'll see you in the next one. <laughs>